Conversations for raising capital for your business is the topic of today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 30. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And, and today we have a special guest. Yes, we do. And uh, this topic is amazing. Whether you're doing business, whether you're doing real estate, this topic is very important to keep your business capitalized. And we have our good friend Dane Clark here to share with us on some of the conversations he used to raise over $21 million in capital and put it to work. Now, they didn't always start out that way. Dane started a business back in 2012 and it took him six years to make his first six figures over those six years and his last six figures he made that in just a few short months so by comparison he has actually learned how to level up and really take his business to the next level doing his champion hustle and we're going to talk about how he did that today yeah welcome dane it's great to have you with us Oh, we got you on mute. Oh, Dane, oh, you're on mute. Sorry, I muted myself so nobody heard me, uh, you know, making any side noises. But yeah, I'm super excited to be here, guys. Pleasure awesome. being on. Yeah, great to have you. It's good to have you. So this, this topic of, of, you know, raising capital is something that obviously, and for full disclosure, Dane also, I mean, he's got a couple businesses he's involved in, but he also is a real estate investor as well. And so we've got that and we're going to dive more into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, I think sometimes people who are in different spaces outside of, you know, investing, they might wonder, well, why would I, why would I need to raise capital, right? Can I just go to the bank? Can I just go get a loan from the bank or something like that? I thought maybe, you know, maybe we start, start on that and discussing a little bit of, of why, what is the value in raising private capital and being able to have that skill set regardless of the industry that you're working in because you know banks are not always the the answer you know vc funding is not always the answer sometimes going and just raising that capital privately can be the best option for being able to scale your business so thoughts what do you guys think yeah i mean typically oh, what's the phrase it takes money to make money uh, i believe that but but one of the things that most people forget is is to add in that it doesn't take your money <laughs> to make money. Yeah. And most people think they have to have all, all kinds of dough sitting around to start, you know, some business idea, which is, I mean, is, is truly false. Had I learned what I learned or what I know today, those, you know, eight years ago, I, I might've done things a little differently, but uh, I guess we all have to go through that learning curve, that learning process ourselves. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hashtag no regrets. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag no failing forward. <laughs> exactly. Le- Levi and I are experts in that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So as as you look at, you know, Ryan mentioned the banks. You've, you've got your traditional lending avenues. Um, you know, what, what are some of the ways that you can raise capital for your business? And why did you choose to go the direction that you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I, if I look back to, you know, back in the early days, if you will, you know, when, when we first started, we, you know, what, one of the companies that we started and we had to raise our first money for was uh, an Amazon delivery company. And, and basically somebody told me like, Hey Dane, can you guys buy trucks? 
um, you know, can you get your hands on big box trucks? And I was just like, oh, I've never bought one of those in my life. What's it for? And they said the words Amazon. And I said, yes. <laughs> um, how many do you need? How big do they need to be? You know? <laughs> and, and so and there I was early on in, in, you know, marriage of you, you know, early on in marriage, uh, you know, mid twenties, but we had to go and, and buy a bunch of these trucks so we could serve this big growing Amazon empire and, Back then, the, the only thing I could think of was was max out a bunch of credit cards, go get a bunch of auto loans, basically, and, and, and buy these trucks. But, but lo and behold, I mean, I can't remember how many tens of thousands it was, but we were able to, to leverage other people's money and, you know, quote unquote, raise that money to buy all these vehicles. And, and then we were in business, you know, and, and it's at the end of the day, it's no different from, you know, any of the big companies, you know, Apple, Microsoft, you know, th it took somebody's money, whether it was bank money or, or, you know, what I would call uh, under the mattress money or savings or 401ks. And, and most people don't know that you can actually use your 401k to invest in a business or again, somebody else's 401k to invest in a business. Um, but, and that's, that was my first mindset that I had to figure out ways to come up with it myself. But over the last several years, it's grown into like, man, well, how, you know, there's no way I could go get a loan or a line of credit or, or whatever for $21 million. And, and it's been more like, all right, do I go that traditional route and use banks and use, you know, maybe uh, what they call those venture capital firms? Or do I go the more private side and raise money just through having a conversation with another human? Because believe it or not, there's humans out there that are sitting around twiddling their thumbs, have money in the bank, and they don't know what to do with it, right? It, it, that concept took me a minute to wrap my head around, but as soon as I started believing that people like that were out there, they started showing up in my life, where literally I've met people that, that said, oh yeah, I got $1.5 million sitting in the bank account collecting dust. And, and I was able to show them my plan of what we were doing and how it was working, and, and he goes, he goes, cool. Well, can I give you $1.5 million to do this? And I said, yeah, it'll take me a minute to put all that to work, but I, I, I'll get working. <laughs> and, and in essence, we're able to create, you know, for myself, a private, you know, it's not like a true private line of credit, but, but one, one could argue that I was able to start creating these private lines of credit that whenever I needed capital to take advantage of the next opportunity, I could make that call and say, "Hey guys, I got another one. I've got another, you know, opportunity on the table that that if we in, if we invest again other people's money, then we could take advantage of of those opportunities." Um, so that's kind of been the the range, if you will, you know, thinking that I had to do it all myself, all the way to the other side, where where, I mean, I would probably dare guess that ninety some odd percent of the opportunities that I'll take advantage of are funded by people that literally had money and sitting in a savings account where they're twiddling their thumbs and didn't know what to do with it. Um, and, and has brought, I mean, I would, I'd argue all the power into building what we've been able to build. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, so that's an incredible conversation right there. Like what, what did that feel like the first time somebody said, I've got a million and a half bucks for you. What are you going to do with it? You know, it, it didn't, 
it, and I better backtrack on that too, because it didn't always happen that way. The only time that stuff like that would happen was mm -hmm. was because I started with somebody that had fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. You know, in fact, if I go back to the very first, I remember the very first time I had that conversation. It actually happened on accident, where where I was just having a conversation with a gentleman, and you know, I was talking about what I was doing, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" In fact, I started my own company all these years ago, and and we're you know we we uh, we've been doing really well, but I'm so I'm so busy, and I've got all this money to invest, but I just I don't know what to do with it, and and so that that conversation turned into we're like well I got this opportunity and and he said well tell you what let's start small with maybe a hundred thousand dollars or no 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 I think the first one we did was 85 grand uh, he's like yeah let's start small you know this this first opportunity you've got on the table you know we need eighty five thousand dollars let's start there and if it goes well I got more and so that that one gentleman we uh, you know used his eighty five thousand everything went well and then he's like, hey, you know, we got another 150,000. I got, you know, and then that went well. And I got another uh, 200,000. That went well. And then it just started growing gradually. And, and so in the beginning, it was always the, these people that I was just establishing credibility with, establishing trust with, you know, building that relationship, starting small. E even though the opportunity was this big, I was still okay to say, you know what, let's start small. Let me prove to you what I'm capable of and, and how well my plan works. And then it would grow over time. The people that came to me that said, hey, I got all this money sitting in the bank. It was it was the brother of that guy that uh, said, hey, my brother has been doing this with you and over all these years, been gradually doing more and more. Can I do that too? And, and basically <laughs> asked me the question, yes. like, how many can I do? <laughs> And within a, a few months, was able to put a million dollars of his, you know, that person's money to work, essentially you know, over a million dollars, I should say, of that person's money. And so, so that it, I, I had to start smaller, of course, but then gradually grew all the way to that point where you get the referrals <laughs> and the referrals are the ones that are like, yeah, give me what he's having. <laughs> I'll and, take two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Wow. Well, that, that's where you really start seeing, well, because at that point you've created a track record of success, right? So your your reputation precedes you. And so it's a lot easier for you to be able to, um, well, <laughs> be able to, to land that next one and and uh, continue to grow that. One, one thing I want to uh, ask you about is, you know, obviously when you're raising capital, there, there's got to be some type of upside for the person who is lending, right? And there's basically they're either going to pay they're going to receive some type of a dividend or an interest on that money which is a more set secure return or they're going to have some type of an equity position in the investment do you want to share a few thoughts about that kind of yes. how that works yeah i i read a book um I, I mean tons of them but but one of the biggest ones that sticks out was was the book called pitch anything and Oren Klaff, and and he talks about raising billions of dollars, you know, huge, huge money. But uh, I I kind of took what he talks about to heart, where it needs to be short, needs to be concise. Uh, and I took another one, uh, the guy who started the the company called uh, Mission Belts. He was on Shark Tank, and he won. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the guy's name? 
I, I forget. I don't, I don't watch the show, so I don't, I don't know all the people by heart, but, but he won the, in Shark Tank and funded his business and, and they, they did their thing. And he came out and talked about his, his uh, formula. And one of, the, one of the best phrases, right? At the end of the day, I feel like it comes back to these buzz phrases that, that come back, that you say that people respond to very positively. And one of those was the, literally the phrase, most people. I use that phrase so often to my advantage when I'm sitting down with somebody and, and let's say I know they have a lot of money. What I'll say is, hey, most people, and I'll place them in a box. And, and it's the problem that I'm solving, right? In, instead of saying things like, like, hey, have you ever had this problem before? Hey, you know, like, because some people are going to respond to that. Some people aren't. And so what I would say is like, hey, most people, you know, for example, if I'm raising money for like a real estate deal, most people that want to invest in real estate think that they have to save up 20% down, go buy a house, you know, get a mortgage, put a tenant in that house. But most people don't realize that they can be the bank and still make double digit returns on their money. And, and so when I place the most people in that box, people are like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Doesn't matter where they are. And so, so I, my pitch will always start with, hey, most people create the problem. Here's my solution that creates the problem, gets most people out of that box. And then I, I basically have, have my system that goes through um, Simon Sinek. He, start, he talks about start with why. And so I'll go through it and talk about my why. And, and it's not like, oh yeah, I got, you know, three cute little boys, you know, they're four years and under. Like, no, no, I don't talk about that kind of a why. I talk about like, hey, here is why what I'm doing is the best thing since sliced bread. So I talk about the why, and then I talk about the what, right? Here's what we're doing and here's how it works. Here's my plan and here's what we do if this happens. And here's what we do if this happens, right? Really, really quickly. And then I finish off with the how. Here's how it works functionally. When people want to do something with me, we go through this step, we go through this step, we go through this step. This is where you come in. We go through this step, we go through this step, right? And then the most important finish, finish off in that conversation is here's how you get your money back. Here's how you get, <laughs> this is that, what everybody That's really what they care about, right? <laughs> minor detail, exactly. it's a minor detail. Come on guys, yeah. let's not, let's not yeah. be crazy here. <laughs> And, and what I've been able to do is say, here's how you get your money back in plan A. Here's how you get your money back if we have to, to take part in plan B. Here's how you get your money back if we have to take part in plan C. And, and so going through that, right, the, the most people, here's my, here's my solution, my why, my what, my how, and here's how I make sure that you get your money back. And obviously raising money for business, you can't guarantee things. But you can say like, hey, here's what I've done. Here's what I've put in place that if this, then this, if this, then this, if this, then this. And here's our worst case scenario. And, and of course, you know, the worst case, worst case is nothing works. But, but most people realize like, hey, like we're investing. We're starting a business here. Like we're taking a risk to, you know, the entrepreneur, you know, the American dream, the entrepreneur uh, lifestyle. And so they get it. But, uh, but explaining that last piece, all this, and here's how you get your money back. And when I was able to put that formula together, and, and, and like uh, I think Levi was saying, it doesn't matter where you point that, you could point this at 
you know, the Amazon business, you know, <laughs> and, and one of the companies that I did, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to think back of all these different things that were entirely unrelated to what I'm doing now. But one of the companies that we started up was uh, driving around to hospitals and we would pick up blood samples and urine samples and, you know, stool samples, literally would carry other people's feces in my car. It's a pretty crappy job. To- you know, a crappy job. <laughs> That's terrible. And, and, take it, <laughs> and take it to a laboratory, right? Doesn't matter what you point this at. If you need capital to buy vehicles or, or to buy product or to buy, Im, you know, inventory, anything, materials, tools. In in my case, largely real estate. You point that formula at anything you're doing, and you've got a good plan together, and and you can present that in thirty minutes or less then people will respond positively and say, cool, this makes sense. And, and I like the idea. How, how much can I do this? Um, and and kind of like uh, uh, Ryan was saying, at, when, when you do this enough, because the first time you do this, <laughs> the first time I did this at least, I mean, it was hard. <laughs> I you know, had to go through a lot of different people, had no idea what I was saying. You know, whatever, but but eventually you get to that point where literally you sit down with somebody that comes highly referred, you know, or you come highly referred to them. Then if you got that down to 30 minute, maybe 45 minute pitch, you know, to include, you know, chitter chatter and nice to meet you and, and, and all those types of things. I mean, 45 minutes later, it's it's not uncommon anymore that I'll sit down with somebody and they're just like, yeah, I like this. Can I do this times 250 grand? And literally like, I shook their hand for the first time in my life 45 minutes ago. Um, and, and so looking, just, just, you know, saying like, once you go through those learning curves, if you will, and doing it a few times, what you have to look forward to eventually is that reputation that will, mm-hmm. will event, you know, begin preceding you essentially. So anyhow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, how we got onto that topic, but something led to something that led hey, to something. That's, that's okay. It's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why we're chill here on the on the champion yeah. hustle. So, I think it's obviously you. You know, real estate is a big part of of what you're doing currently, and uh, you know, raising capital and then turning around and using that capital to to invest in different properties. One of the things that you mentioned was, and it's true, there are no guarantees in investing. But with real estate and the type of how you're raising the capital and then how you're securing that capital on different transactions, the the benefit or the advantage is, in most cases, those funds are secured against the property, mm-hmm. bricks and sticks. And so even in the worst of the case of scenarios, uh, you know, the property is insured against loss and they at least have something that their money is secured against. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's scary. Yeah. In fact, if I may, can I speak to that for just a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Because that was actually some of the some of the transition. Because you know, let's say you're raising money for let, let's talk. You know, my, my the Amazon idea, and it, that lasted for a little while, and and just like Blockbuster, Amazon made one decision that made the small guy like me irrelevant. And so we lost our business. I mean, overnight, Amazon made one decision that they would only use companies that had so many trucks and, and I can only get so many car loans. 
<laughs> and so it immediately, or, you know, like Blockbuster and Netflix, the, the Blockbuster and Netflix effect, we were done. There was nothing we could do. And so going from that experience to the real estate where like, like Ryan said, if you, if you point this towards real estate, um, you will always have a piece of dirt. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what happens to what's on top of it. There will always be a piece of dirt. It will always be worth something at least. <laughs> um, but uh, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Oh, in business, one of the things that, that real estate made a little bit of a difference for me, you know, you're, you're raising money and you're saying, Hey, you know, we're, we got an LLC and you'll be a partner in the LLC. You know, of course, depending on how you're structuring things like that, there's a lot of ways to do that. But, but in that one where we're raising money and, and people were, were, you know, becoming partners in the LLC and they get a dividend or a split of the profits and things like that. Um, you know, people, it, it, it felt, it felt like people would naturally feel like, Hey, there's risk to this. And on one of the deals, cause, cause I actually took that same thing and applied that to real estate. You know, we started flipping houses and people would fund the LLC and the LLC would buy the house, you know, instead of the LLC buying trucks for Amazon pickup, we buy houses, the LLC would buy the house to fix up and turn around and sell. And on one of the deals, this is what changed my whole paradigm on one of the deals we needed, I, I forget exact numbers, but let's just say I needed $380,000 or something like that. And I was only able to find 300. And, and so when I went back to some of those partners and said, Hey, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I probably can't do this deal. We only have 300. We need another 80,000, but I was actually able to wholesale this deal to another investor where they're going to take it on. And, and I told that other investor that we would be their bank. And, and so we'll basically just be like the hard money for them. And, and I kid you not. So in that deal, I couldn't flip it, turned around and gave it to another investor where they could flip it. And I told him, Hey, I already have 300. So how about I give you the 300 and we will just be your hard money lender as the bank. And, and the guy's like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. When I went back to some of those partners and was able to explain the difference, like, Hey, previously we were going to be a part of an LLC. You're going to share profits, you know, upside, downside. Now we're going to, like Ryan said, add in a personal guarantee that if it doesn't go right, then we can go after the people personally, right? There's the personal guarantee involved in that real estate backed by the real estate on, you know, that basically trumps their down payment. It trumps their rehab money. Um, and I, I kid you not, one of the gentlemen said, well, well, Dane, if we're going to do it like this, then can I double the amount of money that, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. that we're going to be putting towards real estate and, and, and the light bulb went on where I was just like, okay, if, if I can tell people that their money is more secure basically in the most secure spot known to man in real estate and give them essentially that personal guarantee and still give them a double digit, you know, basically double digit interest on their money at that point. People said, Dane, I got more money. And that's again, the light bulb turned on where I was like, okay, here is the power of real estate. People understand that, <laughs> there's always going to be the dirt. 
<laughs> and, and people realize that, oh my gosh, like, hey, worst case scenario. Because I was able to tell that person at that point, like, hey, we flip the house, we make our money, great. They don't flip the house, we keep it, and, and we're only in at 300000 and and the other guy brought you know eighty thousand down, and he put eighty thousand dollars into the fix up. So that guy brought one hundred and sixty. He would lose this hundred and sixty because we're the bank. And worst case scenario, we keep this property as a paid for, free and clear rental property. And and when that light bulb turned on, where I was like, oh my gosh, real estate has all the backup plans that I'm ever going to need to turn a property into profit, no matter what we do, as long as we structure it correctly, you know, there was all the pitfalls, of course, but as long as we did it correctly, we had all these backup plans and people were responding with, can I double the amount of money I'm, I'm doing this with you? So you basically I mean, took had, your, your strategy and put it on steroids. Exactly, exactly. And I, I set out to say, all right, here's my here's how much resources I have. Actually, do, do we have, uh, I'm, I'm not, you guys don't show the video of this, right? People can't see how big my fingers are, how big this is. Oh, it, this video will show up on Facebook, oh, YouTube, oh, the video? Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, 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 so for you guys listening, you can see Dane if you head over to Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram to our Champion Hustle pages. Cool. I wasn't sure if it was just podcast, just audio. But yeah, my 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 opportunity, or sorry, my resources were this big, and I figured out how to how to how to. Cr- basically take those resources and make them this big and go create the opportunity that could match it. So create the opportunity and the resources to do, you know, know, like you're saying, $21 million in the last uh, three years, I think it was, that we put to work in real estate now doing that very thing, buying up homes, (laughs) personally guaranteeing basically being the person that gets the check on the first day of the month, no matter what happens, you know, elections could be going on, a pandemic goes on, people still owe, people still owe the, the check on the first day of the month, no matter what. Um, so anyway, just light bulb moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's incredible. We talked about uh, doing notes and being the bank on last week's episode of the Champion Hustle podcast, and this just feeds right into it. But we also wanted to talk about it in the context of just business in general, because that's mm. where some people are falling short is they don't have the capitalization and a lot of businesses struggle or fail because of undercapitalization. So uh. if you can find a way to do it correctly and create a win-win for somebody else, right? Do you go and just ask people for money? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Uh, in fact, I, those are typically the people I make fun of because, you know, I, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups and, and you know, either business owners or real estate investors. And, and there's always that one guy or that one gal that just like posts on Facebook like, hey, I got a business idea. I need $300,000. And, and nobody even comments or likes <laughs> the, the, the post. Right? It, it, it really doesn't work like that. Well, um, and not, not to mention that if you do that incorrectly, you can get yourself in an orange jumpsuit pretty quickly. So oh, yes. make Absolutely. sure you're talking to an attorney as you're <laughs> working on raising your capital because uh, I know I don't look good in orange. Do you look good in orange, Dane? No, 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 no. I mean, some people <laughs> argue that I've got kind of orangish hair, but but that's the extent of it. But uh, but yeah, and, and uh, sorry, I've been so excited about real estate these last several months and even years. 
but but like I said, you you point the concept at anything, at starting up a small side hustle business or going big. You know, I, I've got people that have used this same idea to to create a, a multi-state you know plumbing company. And, and you know, using these techniques to raise money for their company so they can expand and, and grow and hire more people and train and, and all that stuff. So the same that same technique. Now here's one cool thing too, as a business owner, not always, but sometimes a business owner that's selling a product or a service, they need some form, some form of real estate even. And and that can even sweeten that can sweeten the deal for the investors or the, the private lenders or you know basically whoever is, is helping to fund and capitalize your business. When, when you bring real estate into the mix of that, I mean, not, again, not all businesses are like that. Some businesses are just run from home, and so, so not necessary. But, uh, but sometimes that can sweeten that deal where, where I was just talking to a, uh, I mean, the guy that, that my kids go to, the dentist, the, ten, the dentist that my kids go to. You know, I, I, I love just talking business, and so I'll, you know, <laughs> show up for a dentist appointment for my four-year-old and, and I'll talk to the dentist about business, whatever. But he's, but he's, he's, his strategy is, you know, running his dentistry business, but also adding the real estate that he's running his business on to the portfolio. And, and when you do stuff like that, just because of, again, that power of real estate, you, you use the real estate to fuel the business as well and and i mean just and not only saves the money but makes the money and opens up the opportunity for more capital um it absolutely does and there's collateral for additional loans um owning the real estate means that if you ever get tired of running your business and you're like you know what i'm out you can sell the business but keep the real estate and so that's huge too um so as as we talk about this Let's go, do you mind if we, do you have a few more minutes? Absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna go a little bit over time here, but I think this is important. Let's say I am somebody that you're approaching, we're gonna have a business meeting to talk about how we can work together. Now, when you do that, I've got a 401k with with a, a, a maybe an old 401k, let's say, because mm-hmm. a current one's not gonna work for this, but an old yeah. 401k, and I've got maybe a half a million dollars in there. Okay. So let's take this conversation start to finish kind of in an abbreviated format because you do your yeah. pitch in like 30 to 45 minutes. But Sure. Sure. And I, I can already tell that you understand how 401ks work, you know, or else because you, you're putting, putting me in this perfect scenario <laughs> <laughs> um, of how it would work. But yeah, like, like you were saying, understanding a little bit on the, the back burner of how the 401ks work are really going to come into play in this. Like you said, we don't have time to talk about that right now, but the perfect scenario that you lined up for me. Um, and, and in our scenario, do you, are you already, um, interested in the business that I'm doing? Like, do you already know about it or are we starting like from scratch, from scratch? Let's just say we're starting from scratch. Cool. So how do you approach someone new? Yeah. So typically I love to just make it, normal, very, very normal, um, normal conversation, right? My, my acronym is for, I'm going to start asking questions for you, Levi. And so F stands for 
like let's say I, I were like really, really from scratch. F stands for from. I want to know where you're from. I want to know where your roots come from, right? Where were you from? Where are you from? As well as family, right? Look, tell me about the family, you know, tell me the wife, tell me about the kids. And so I'm going to start asking questions because again, it's, it's, I'm asking questions for you, not for me. I want right. to understand where you are and what you want. And cause, cause I don't want to discriminate against, um, just placing everybody in this box of like, Hey, like you, you, I think you should want what I have. I'm going to be a detective. I'm going to figure out what you want. And if I have what you want, then I'm going to offer. Right. So anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to start asking those, you know, the, the four questions from family, the O is occupation. I'm going to start asking questions about occupation. It's funny. Like my wife sees me do this at, you know, on vacation, whatever. And we're, we're sitting down in the hot tub and, and we're chatting with the, the couple, you know, across, you know, I guess actually that, that was last year though, or no, two years ago, but when you could actually sit in hot tubs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but whatever, I'm, I'm just chatting with somebody making it very nonchalant occupation. You know, you seem like a really sharp guy. What do you do for work? Levi I'm asking questions about what, what you're doing. Um, and, and getting, just getting people to talk about themselves. And when, when the person I'm talking to says anything that somehow I can relate to my business, I, I like light up and say, Oh my gosh, you know, almost as if it's like, there's a reason we met. Right. And I'm almost saying that in my, in my composure, in my tonality, if you will. Right. So the moment they say something, you know, let's, let's say, let's say Levi says, Oh yeah, I got, uh, is it three kids? Four kids. Four kids. Four four kids. kids. Like, oh, leave me. Oh, I got four kids. Like, Oh my gosh. And I start talking about my kids and how my bit, you know, running my business and, and teaching my kids how to work and, and, you know, the, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do that. Right. So I, I start connecting with and, and start throwing my business into the mix of our conversation oftentimes creates a little bit of intrigue, like, Oh, really? You know, and then I, and then I bring that in and then I and also I was like, wait a second, have you ever considered? And you know, at that point we start talking about the business. We start talking about, you know, investing, we start talking about money, we start talking about, you know, in, in often cases nowadays, real estate. But, but if this was for the Amazon company, it makes no difference. And so we start talking about investing, you know, retirement. And so, and so I, I would then ask that question, like, you know, Hey, you ever considered, you know, investing or do you invest? What, you know, what do you invest in? And then I'd be like, Oh my gosh, did you know that you could actually invest in businesses with your four hundred? excuse me, with your 401k, most people don't know that they can take a 401k. You could buy golf balls. Let's say you had the hookups that you could go get golf balls from, I don't know, M&M land that have those the little M&M faces on the golf balls and everybody wants those, right? Let's say you had the hookups. You could buy golf balls, 50% discount and turn around and sell them on Amazon. You could buy that golf balls with your 401k and turn around and sell them and make a profit inside of your 401k tax free or tax deferred. All right. So then I, I start, I start talking about stuff like this. You know, did you know, you know, in my case, maybe real estate, but, but you know, whatever, I, I don't actually have a company that sells M&M uh, <laughs> printed golf balls, but maybe I should. 
So <laughs> it's, it's a so new start... business idea. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny. We actually just went to M&M land down in Vegas with, uh, with our kids for the first time and spent a hundred dollars in M&M, M&Ms. That's all we bought was M&Ms. hundred dollars in M&Ms. What's like, the problem? <laughs> uh, Who doesn't like M&Ms? Like, there's like this much M&Ms. Right? <laughs> it was, it was, anyway. So, <laughs> um, so then I start asking those questions. Did you know, you know, that you could invest in, in, in anything? And then I start asking more questions like, oh, yeah, like, in fact, you know, with some people I say, oh, yeah, like, what, like, what do you track your 401k very well? You know, what, what, what are you used to making? And, and if I can get somebody to, to really like get excited about stuff like that, not everybody is, but you'll, you'll find that many people, if you're excited to talk about it, so are they. And I find so many people that, that when I start bringing stuff like this up, people are just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. And especially because I got a plan. And when people recognize that I got a plan, they want to talk to me that much more. Anyway, so we're talking about 401ks and, oh, my gosh, as you know, and, and we start talking numbers. You know, like, oh, yeah, like what what kind of a return? Like, let's say, let's say a business opportunity was staring you in the face. What kind of a return would turn your head where you're just like, oh, my gosh, like what I'm doing sucks. I want to do that. Right. I try to get a number out of them right? They can give me any number they want. And, and when they give me that number, I'll, I'll think, sit and think, think like, okay, here's where they're at. And I'll try to place where could, where could somebody be in, in my business and make that kind of a return or more, or maybe sometimes less. And, and then the conversation goes, you know, that way. And, and at this point, you know, now we're talking about the business and, and, and we're, as we're getting excited and I, and at this point I cut it off and I said, you know what, you and I should sit down and have a proper conversation about this, right? The moment they get excited, bam, cut it. So you and I need to sit down and have a proper conversation uh, about this. When are you available? Now, and I'll whip out my calendar, you know, if I'm sitting around the hot tub and obviously I don't have that, but yeah, you know, hey, you got a pen? I'm going to write this on my hand. Um, you know, whatever. And I'd schedule that proper meeting to sit down. But honestly, most most of those dollars that I've been able to raise started with a conversation much like that. Did you know? Oh, my gosh. If, if you want that kind of return, I think you and I should sit down and talk. You might be you might really like what I've been doing. And people are like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sit down. They recognize it. They recognize like a man it. with a plan when they see one. <laughs> so for for those of you guys who are listening to this, make sure you go back and listen to that conversation again because it's all about building rapport first, then relating, and then starting to talk kind of in the business. People that are interested, you keep going. People that aren't, mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. And that's okay. You don't have to if waste anybody's time. Like, like if but, they don't uh, share... If, if I may, when I say that I, I, oh my gosh, I light up and say, oh my, it's, it's, it's like fate that we met. I'm not kidding. Like, I believe that there's a reason I met this person, you know, however, and, and I show that. And if they don't reciprocate, you know, like, like you're saying, Levi, yeah, 
if they don't believe that, then there is no reason that we met other than to say hello and uh, nice to meet you. But if they do reciprocate, you probably have a new business partner, quite potentially. That's awesome because it's all about the, you know, that next step, talking about it. And, and like you said, cut it off so that you can do a proper pitch and business conversation after that. Yeah. And that, that way, the people that you're talking to are much more likely to be interested in your business. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's super awesome. Um, you know, as, as we get into that, there, there are so many good nuggets in there. And he asks two amazing questions once you get down to the money part of it and, you know, understanding where they're at and understanding where they want to be. And if you noticed, he was just asking tons of questions and someone that, that leaves a conversation feeling like it was amazing conversation probably did more than 75% of the talking. Absolutely. Is that what, is that what you see? Every, every time. We have, we got two eyes and we have two ears and we got one mouth. Exactly. On purpose, on purpose. It's not by accident. (laughs) (laughs) So So close, close your mouths more, open your ears more, open your eyes more, and you will be amazed at the opportunities and conversations you can have. So, um, I hope this guy, this helped you guys look at how you can go out and raise private capital for your businesses and maybe even opened up some your eyes to some new opportunities that may be available for you. But uh, you guys may have seen that Ryan had to, to jump out of here partway through this episode. Normally, when, when we end up with conflicts like this, we would reschedule, but our guest episodes, we want to be pretty firm on that. Um, and so Ryan had kind of a last minute uh, business. He just bought a, a new flip what two weeks ago and so he's he's in the throes of getting that flip up and running so that he can be more hands-off here in a few weeks but uh he had to jump out so we want to excuse him for that we had a great finish to the conversation with dane and if you guys want to connect with dane you can go to daneclark.com it's d-a-i-n-e so dane with an e clark.com and that is actually going to be in the, the notes to this episode in the description of this episode so you can connect with Dane and uh, that'll actually take you to be able to connect with him on LinkedIn. So we were so excited about this topic today though, Dane, and, and we've gone way over time already. We, we love talking about this. We love talking with you. Um, but we forgot at the beginning of our episode to mention to head over to our website at championhustle.com and get access to your free seven day quick start boot camp, absolutely free. Just put in your email and over the next seven days, we're going to send you some trainings and some, some guided action items to help you get your business dialed in and moving forward the way that you want it to be. And, uh, let's see if you liked what Dane has to say, guess what? In just a few weeks, Dane's going to be coming back and we're going to be talking about a different strategy on how he's putting some of that money to work in I don't want to give too much away because it's it's a pretty sexy strategy and uh, it, it kind of combines the the being the bank strategy with what we talked about in raising capital and puts it on steroids. Like it, it takes it to the next level on how to make money in real estate without a lot of the headaches that come with real estate. 
So Amen. We will cool. have, I'm, and I'm excited to come back. It's it's good. So we will have more details about what that's going to be coming up here in a few weeks. But come on back and listen to Dane. Head over and connect with him on daneclark.com. And next week, we are going to be diving into leadership versus management and how to make sure that you are choosing the most effective option for you in your business. So with that said, we just want to say thanks for listening. Come on back and let's keep this conversation going and have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Mm-hmm.